Welcome to the Intentional House Podcast. Here, it's all about creating beautiful homes that actually help families love better. Here's your host, the home coach herself, Carly Thornock. Hey, homies. This is Carly, and this is the Intentional House Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is the place where, just for fun, we see what happens when we put God and our deepest, most prized relationships at the center of our home design. Spoiler alert, it is magic. Well, what's happening, y'all? We are down at the Delphos. We are down at the ranch, and I have had a thrilling week, you guys. I would like to take this time to pontificate on the pros and cons of having a great plan. Uh, We came to the ranch when we moved down here with our solar power in place and our septic system worked out. Our internet was there, we had our temperature control, and our water. And it's been really helpful, like hugely helpful, to be relatively comfortable as we plan and implement our ranch dreams. It's been really such a big blessing, and I'm really grateful that we did it this way. We've started calling our rig our um, our ARC because it just is con- it's self-contained. We can go anywhere and have exactly what we need. Traveling around for this last year has been really helpful. We know what we need. We know how to make things work. Um, kind of on the go. And so it's it's been great. We um, have learned that planning can be our best friend. And Chase definitely is, is very good at this um, when it comes to systems and our rig. And I'm really good at seeing the big vision and knowing how I want to feel when things are done. So we're, we're a good team together. But we're also in the throes of planning here at the ranch, our group homeschool co-op. And We're setting our community work schedule to get everybody out here in a solid place before winter comes. We want to make sure that everybody has the heat that they need, has the space that they need, have the essentials that they feel like they need. And we all want to work together to help each other kind of get situated. And I have loved living out here and being part of this spirit of collaboration. It's been magic. It's amazing. I've also recognized in myself that I would rather put into place a solid 50% plan and run with it and learn as we go, then talk for a really long time about plans before we even get started and start testing things out. And that being said, I, again, I recognize this about myself that like I'm more of a visionary. I want it to feel a certain way. And that's what really motivates uh, my, my actions. A solid plan. I do like planning, but I know that things never go according to plan. So I'm less committed to hashing out a detailed, perfect, perfect plan because things never go according to plan. We need to have, to me, 50%. As I was looking into this a little bit more, I was thinking like, there's, there's got to be like information about how to make really great decisions, right? And I'm pretty thrilled to tell you what I found out. So I found this article by Jerry Roberts, who is writing for the Guam Daily Post. And if that's not a random online publication, I don't know what is. But his article is really fabulous. And he talks about Jeff Bezos. So he says, well, well, he quotes Jeff Bezos as saying, there's no such thing as a final decision in the first place. So we need to kind of get off this, this idea that every decision we make is final. There's usually room to pivot, room to redecide, and we just need to take an action step that's going to get us going in the right direction and everything can be negotiated. I thought that was fantastic. But what Jeff Bezos tells us is that he goes by what he calls a 70% rule. And this is that you need 70% of the information you think you need before you can make a quality decision. 
Now, isn't that fabulous? So he's saying what you think is 100% to make a great decision, you really only need 70% of that. That's not very much. And so, so this interviewer, Jerry Roberts, he's like, okay, so Mr. Bezos, how do you know when you've had 70% of what you need? Like, what's the calculation based on? How do you know you're there? And <laughs> Bezos is like, you don't know. You just estimate. So I think Jerry Roberts is actually commenting on an article he read about Jeff, um, Jeff Bezos, Jerry Roberts is. And so Bezos in this article says, you don't know. You just guess. You just guess that you're 70% there. That's fun, yeah? Like, you just estimate. Like, when you think you have not the, the enough information, words, enough information, that's when you know. That's when you know you're there and you can make a good decision. The former head of U.S. military forces and former Secretary of State Colin Powell has a rule that he calls the 40 to 70 rule. And this is basically the same thing, saying that leaders or people in a decision-making capacity should be taking their time to make sure that they have 40% of the information they need. But if they go above 70%, then they're wasting their time. So according to him, when you make a decision with less than 40% information, you're being reckless. You're not getting enough information. You're not taking your time to gather your facts. But if you wait until you have more than 70% of the information and you've studied it very, very deeply, almost to an excess, then you're going to lose time, you're going to lose money, and you're going to lose um, the upside of the, the benefit of the decision being exactly correct. My dad likes to tell this joke where he's an engineer, so he always said, engineers and mathematicians are on a football field, and they're on one side of the football field, and a beautiful group of cheerleaders are on the other side, and the rule is that the rule master of this game comes to the engineers and the mathematicians and says, you want to go hang out with those girls? And they're all like, yeah, we do. And he said, okay, well, you can always go, you can only and always go half the distance to the other end goal. And the mathematicians just sit down and start laughing their heads off. And they're like, we'll never make it. And by the time they explain why they're laughing, the engineers are already at the 50-yard line and then the 25-yard line. And the mathematicians are like, you're never going to make it. You can only ever go halfway. And the engineers are like, we can get close enough for what matters. <laughs> so this is the idea here, where you don't need to get 100% um, certainty, all the information that's possible to be gleaned to make a good decision. And I would even add to this that it is not even possible for you to gather 100% of the information ever. There is always a guarantee that you will never know if your sofa is the most environmentally sustainable that's been made in the whole world. There's just no way for you to know that you have all of the information. You will never know if you'll find a better deal on that lamp somewhere in the conceivable future. And you will never know if rugs will suddenly go out of style forever. This is the same way that we can approach our marriages, right? Like at some point, you just have to recognize that you're never going to see all of the eligible men in the world. You're never going to know if your marriage, if your relationship is the most romantic ever conceived. You just have to decide like, this is good enough for me and here we go. We're going to make this work because we're choosing to. This is the exact same with your houses. This is the exact same with any decision that you're making. So 
Powell says you want to fall in the 40 to 70 range when you're making your decision. So, hey, this is my 50%, right? I'm, I'm solidly in the 40 to 70% rule here with my 50% of information preferred. This is hard to judge, but you just get to estimate again on where you think you fall and then you get to trust your gut. In the Home Love Lab, I teach the three quarters rule, which states that if some home decision meets three out of four of the intentional criteria, then it's a go. So this would equal three out of four equals 75%. And this gives you a 75% yes, which is totally almost excessive compared to these standards that these gentlemen have set out. These four criteria in the Home Love Lab are the pillars of an intentional house. So these are the four pillars that we talk about a lot. Clarity, simplicity, connection, and beauty. And there are questions that go with each. And so if you get three out of four of these questions answered in a yes, then it's a go and it's a commitment to love, okay? So do I know exactly when and how I would use this on a weekly basis? That's your clarity question. Do I know for sure what this is for and how it fits in my life? Number two, simplicity. Is this in good repair and is this the easiest solution? Is this the one that I'm going to to reach for? Three, connection. Can I connect in a meaningful way with someone using this? So not that you have to connect with another person who's using the object, but while you're using the object, can you meaningful, meaningfully connect with somebody else, with yourself, be it past or future self? So this goes back to like your great-grandmother's armoire, and it may just really deeply connect you to a part of yourself that is your grandmother, that comes from your grandmother, that represents all these memories in your past. It's meaningful to you because it connects you to yourself. This is a yes in that situation. Or the future self connection is like, is this reminding me of who I want to become and of my values and of where I'm going in my life? Like that's a connection, a connection with God, a connection with your spouse, a connection with your your children, a connection with anybody else that you love and treasure. Can this object spark connection? That's the third question said in a very long way. The fourth question is beauty. Is this beautiful to me? Do I like this? Okay. So if you answer yes, on three of the four categories, then it's a surefire yes. So sometimes we have things that are really handy to use. They're simple. You feel like it connects you in a deep way to your heritage and you think it's super beautiful, but you don't use it on a weekly basis. And it's not super clear exactly when or what party, or if you'll even have a party and it's a little vague in your clarity but it's a strong yes on all of the other three, then it's a yes. And you can feel good about that. So if you can hit three yeses, it's a go. And this is also helpful if you are decluttering. Because if you are asking yourself to throw something away, you want to go through these things as well. And if you can answer yes to three of the four that you love it and want to keep it, you can keep it. But if it only hits one of these boxes, like, oh, it's just such a good memory, but I don't use it. I don't ever talk to anybody about it. It's not in good repair and it's ugly. Then it's time to get get rid of it is what I would recommend. So let's let's circle back to the ranch here for just a second. There are definite pros and cons to making a beautifully constructed plan for all the things, whether it's homeschool, whether it's your living room, whether it's your floor plan, whether it's your plumbing, whatever it is. 
My hope for you today is that you learn to trust your intuition and take plunges. Cold plunges? Why, yes. But also just that gut-wrenching leap into the unknown where you're trusting your gut, where you have your own back and you've made a decision for your own self, knowing full well that you might be wrong. Because guess what? You always might be wrong. And guess who gets to choose? You. So leap into the wild unknown. And it's not the wild unknown. You're going to have 40% of the information you need. And then you're going to have your own back. And that is the way to satisfaction and grace and building a joy-filled life. Making good decisions, good based on the 40 to 70 rule, and having your own back, even if they are learning decisions where it goes horribly wrong and you get to reassess, or if they are progress decisions where it gets you closer to where you're aiming to go. So what I'm saying here is that technically... The greatest of all plans, the best of all decisions, according to the people who are making very big financially um, rewarding (laughs) decisions and who have lots of good decision-making histories, you know, they're still human, but they're, they're telling us that the way to make the best decisions is to pull the trigger when you only have about 40 to 70% of the information you would like to have. That is the best way to make decisions. Now let's put this into perspective. If we were at school, if we were doing the public school and we were in high school and you got a 70% on your paper, this is like a high D to a low C range. How many of you would be like, oh my gosh, This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I know that when I got my first 60%, (laughs) I cried and I was so confused and I thought that I was the worst person ever. You guys, this is the way to make quality decisions and to move forward in our lives to get a C or a D. You know, this was the paper I've written, I've written, I've written a lot of papers and I've been published and I'm good at writing. But when I got this 60% on my paper and my professor, this was in college, he wrote on it like, hey, come see me. You completely missed the mark. And I went to him and he was like, I don't think you understand the assignment. Let's go over it. How can I help you? Go rewrite this paper. He just like sent me out of his office like, this was weird. Go do it again. And I tell you, I don't even remember what the paper was about. I do remember that I was engaged at the time and definitely my head was in other places. But I... What I remember from this experience is that the world doesn't end when you get an F, a D, or a C, right? It is worth it to just put something out there and to be corrected by the world, by circumstance, by results that you generate, by your preferences as you explore them deeper. Once you have put something out into the world to get results from, then the feedback is much clearer. I remember this paper of all the papers that I've written because of how I learned to trust myself better because of it. Now, I mean, 40%, that's like a full on F. That's like 0%. That's like a a fail grade. You don't get any credit, right? So this is is the realm with which we're operating. It is very uncertain. It is against everything we've been trained to do. This is completely different from what conventional society is going to tell us, 
right? If like if, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing all the way. Like, no. If something is worth doing, you better mess it up quickly and often till you get it right. And that's the only way to guarantee that you're going to do a job that you're proud of. This is the way of becoming more and serving more, all from grace and trust and great information, just not too much of it. This week at the ranch, I'm practicing letting things get planned up to 70%. You know, I would prefer 50% just with my personality, right? And I value that people are better planners than I am that they have attention to detail that is not inherently within my system. And I want to learn that. And I really am glad that I have this opportunity. I'm being patient with myself, patient with them. And I'm also recognizing that part of my gifts and my role here in this situation is to say, it's go time, people. Enough chatter. Button it up. Let's go. And it's going to feel like I'm doing it wrong. It's going to feel like you're doing it wrong. When you push your thing out into the world, when you recognize that a parent, a good parent, the best parent is a C-level parent. That's right, baby. Jump. Let yourself feel like you've lost control. Because according to your brain, you have. But according to statistics and people who have become great at what they have set out to do, 70% is the right way to do it. I'll talk to you next time. And until then, go get messy. Hey, if you are loving everything that you're hearing, I want to invite you to join the Home Love Lab. This is the program where I take you through all the steps in anchoring your home design and renovation in the love that you feel for yourself, for your spouse, for your children, and for all the guests that come into your home. It's a revolutionary way to look at home design, and I'd love to have you join me. You can find more details about the Home Love Lab at intentionalhouse.com.